Well, hey guys, welcome back to Trucking Through the Bible. My name is Colby again, and I will be your driver through the scripture today. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into Romans chapter 5. How about it? What do you think? We, uh, we've been through Romans 1 through 3, where Paul basically indicts the whole world. Uh, tells us that uh, no matter who we are, where we came from, what our background is, we are, we are guilty before God. Romans 4, Paul basically cuts down all the excuses that anybody might have uh, that they can be justified before God without faith. But he also explains that it's through faith alone. And now he's going to go on to explain uh, what faith does for us. And he's going to talk, he's going to start talking about Jesus as our, as our reconciler or the one who reconciles us before God. And he's going to talk about the comparison between Adam and Christ or the first Adam and the last Adam. In other words, the, because the offense or sin came through one man, uh, the, the, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? The solution comes through one man, the man Christ Jesus. Um, so let's jump into it. Romans chapter five. Paul says, therefore, having been justified by faith, in other words, made right before God by faith or through our trust in what he said, he says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we're justified before God. We're declared righteous in the courtroom of God. Okay, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace, through whom also we have access through faith into this grace. Okay, we have, we are standing in this in this, in this place of grace, in the presence of God, and it's accessible through our faith, okay, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, okay? Not only can we we can rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, but we rejoice in tribulations or in hard times or in attacks or things that uh, come against us in this world. Now he's speaking specifically to Christians now. All those who have this hope in Christ, hope through Christ, and can stand in the good grace of, of God. We can also stand in hope in light of tribulations that we endure. He says, we also glory in these tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, okay, or the uh, characteristic of grit, determination, or to continue in, uh, in light of something that's hard. He says, and perseverance produces character and character produces hope. All right. But hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given it to us, who was given to us, rather. The Holy Spirit was given to us. It, let me read that again, or let me 
explain it to you again, rather. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. He goes on to say, for when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. In other words, friend, if we are in Christ or we're justified before God, if it wasn't because we brought ourselves out of the grave. It wasn't because we brought ourselves back to life and did something. It's while we were still dead in our trespasses and sins, it was then Christ died for the ungodly. Remember, or let me just put it to you this way, as one old preacher once said, Jesus Christ did not die to make bad men good. Jesus Christ died to make dead men live. He didn't die to make bad men good. He died to make dead men live. You are a new creature in Christ. All the old has passed away. Okay? You're not a updated version of yourself. You're not a new and improved version of yourself. You're not a better version of yourself before you came to faith in Jesus Christ. You are a born again. You are a new creature in Christ. Okay? Once dead in your trespasses and sins, but now alive to walk in the righteousness and will of God. He goes on to say, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, again, he reiterates this point, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He says, much more than having now been justified by his blood, the right, that is the righteous blood and perfect blood of the man Christ Jesus he says, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. That is the righteous wrath of the Father or the Creator against sin. Okay, that is going to come upon this world and that rest over all those uh, who do not put their trust in God. He says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom we have now received the reconciliation. We received the reconciliation through Christ. Now he goes on to bring up Adam, who is the one, the original image bearer of God. And the fact that through Adam's sin, death was passed to all men. And he's bringing the comparison that just as it came through one man, death through one man, life comes through one man, the man Christ Jesus. Often referred to as the first and the last Adam. The first Adam, the one who sinned, but the last Adam, Christ Jesus, the one who walked perfectly. Paul goes on to say, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin, 
For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Okay, a foreshadow of Christ. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Sin reigned through Adam, but life reigns through Christ. Okay? You're either in Adam or you're in Christ. You're either of Adam or you're of Christ. Okay? You were of Adam, if now you're in Christ. Okay? But now, if you're in Christ, you're not in Adam anymore. Okay? Death is not, death does not have its, its sway over you anymore. You are alive in Christ Jesus. Therefore, Paul goes on to say, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Okay, because Adam sinned, judgment has been passed to all of us, or it rests over all of us, resulting in condemnation. Just, just like that, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Again, just as it, just as death was passed to all of us through Adam, life is passed to all of us through Christ. Whereas by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. You can think of it this way. Man somewhat knew that they weren't right before God before the law was actually passed down on the Mount Sinai to Abram. Or to Moses, rather. Sorry. Man somewhat knew he wasn't right before God before the law was passed down or before the Ten Commandments and then the, the rest of the righteous requirements of the law. But to double down or to really emphasize the fact that, hey, there's something wrong with you and there is a offense between, this is as if God is speaking to man. He's saying, you need to understand that you and I, there's enmity, enmity between you and I and there's an offense between you and me. And just so you understand this, I'm going to give you these Ten Commandments. And I'm going to show you all these, all what it, what it takes to be 
righteous, right? In other words, it re it, it, it emphasized to the nth degree the man cannot be right with God. And man tried and tried and tried and tried and tried for thousands of years to be right with God through through adherence to the law, but realized over and over and over, unless they were deluded, realized over and over and over that they could not, they could not adhere to the law 100%, okay? This is what God, this is why God sent the law, so that man would understand. He kind of had a feeling, but God said, oh yeah, you better believe what you're feeling. And let me just give it to you clearly so you know clearly. Here's my requirements. And just so you can figure it out, or just so you know without a shadow of a doubt, you can't be right with me. Just try to adhere to these laws. Okay. Now, there were men and and women, and even now today, there are people who are so deluded, they think that they can adhere to all these different laws. This is where the Orthodox Jew is today. The one who has not come to faith in Jesus, their Messiah. They are still trying to live uh, and adhere to the laws of God. Okay. Thinking that they can acquire the righteousness that they need before God by adhering to the law. And this is what this is basically what the whole book of Romans is about, or most of it anyway, the beginning of it. You can't do it, right? You cannot do it, even as the prophet in the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah said, God speaks through the prophet to the nation of Israel saying, your good works are as filthy rags in my sight. In other words, as bloody menstrual rags that women use on their certain period of the month. It's, it's that disgusting. Your good works are that disgusting in my sight. You cannot come before me based on your good works or what you consider to be good works. You are, you are filthy. You need me to come and cleanse you, to clean you, to bring you out of, the, out of the grave. God says this to all men. He said it to them then, thousands of years ago through his prophet. And he says it to you. He says it to me. Or it's reminded, we are reminded of this after the fact, that after we have come to faith in Christ, we're reminded. We, we, we do not continue in this good grace of God through our good works. It is simply by grace, simply a gift of God, right? Let me go back and, and, and just continue on with what Paul was saying. Moreover, he says the law entered that the offense might abound. In other words, that it might be emphasized. Okay? It might be highlighted. It might be uh, as bright as possible so that it nearly blinds you so that you don't you, you, you don't miss it. Okay? That the offense might abound. But he says, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so, even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Death was passed through Adam, but righteousness to eternal life was passed through Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus our Lord. Question for you, friend, is are you in Adam or are you in Christ? Only you can answer that for yourself. Put your faith and your trust in the gospel. That is the good news that God has given his own son in your place. Put your faith and trust in that. And it will be accounted to you as righteousness. I pray this blesses you in Jesus' name.